0: Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of The Thrive Podcast. Today, I'm very excited um, to introduce you to this gorgeous woman that I've met already like seven years ago. Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, her name is Fatima and she is a travel blogger and the founder of Vogue and Vagabonds. She's originally from behind, but lives most of her time in Denmark and uh, she lives by the philosophy to travel is to live and I'm so excited to have her with us today because like even though you've been actually already sharing your let's say traveling experience or blogging for over five years now on social media and the internet like you're still in the early stages of growing a business out of it. And this is what I find so exciting because I feel like this is exactly the phase where most of us, first of all, we don't know what to do. <laughs> we uh-huh. get like discouraged. And then because it's just like so much overflow of, of information, of unfamiliar things, that most of us just give up, right? And so yeah. that's why I'm so glad that you're here with us and... um are going to share your experience with uh, this 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 stage and this growth that you're experiencing. So welcome to our podcast Fatima. I'm so happy to have you.
1: Thank you so much Olga. It's also a pleasure to be able to participate at your podcast.
0: <laughs> no, we're happy to have you. And like for people uh, to get an idea like you are like I think you're probably maxing out the opportunity of traveling as much as possible within <laughs> a year. Yes, I am. I am. I travel once a
1: month, and yeah, and it's a combination of both um, pleasure. And when I say pleasure, it's my blog, so it's the Vagabonds blog that I have, and work. So um, I am working full time as an admissions manager mm-hmm. for the MBA program at Copenhagen Business School. And I specifically chose this role because it requires traveling. So uh, it is actually a big part of my job to travel around the world, to recruit students, to come and study um, and do their MBA. So I'm away once a month and each month it, uh, it is for a different country or a different city.
0: Cool. And so do you actually have like a number, the number of countries that you've already visited? Um, yes. I stopped counting after 50. <laughs> so, girls, how how amazing is that? Over 50 countries, and I'm sure it's like way over, because if you check out Fatima's um, social media and her website, it's like, it's, it's literally like you, you've been to, for me, it feels like a thousand places. I know there aren't a thousand like countries, but this is how it feels like. And so maybe can you... Can you take us uh, to how you actually got started on, like, you know, first of all, traveling so much, and then also on sharing it on, on social media, on your website? How did you get started?
1: Yes. So it started actually in 2014, and it was just a, a hobby. So it was, um, or, or let's go all the way back to when I was in, in school. I studied at the French mm-hmm. school and in my class we had around 13 nationalities so it was people from around the world who came you know for a year or two because their parents were expats or they were from um or they were diplomats and so on so being among all of those nationalities gave me this curiosity mm-hmm. to oh i really want to visit his country and her country and things like that mm-hmm. So when I was around 18, 19, I already started um, all the money that I saved up. I started going on weekend trips and going on holidays here and there. So I started traveling pretty early. But um, I only started in 2014, so a few years after Instagram got launched, Mm -hmm. to, to post about it. Because it was very nice to be able to share with my friends and my family each time I was somewhere that... This is where I've been and this, these are the restaurants I visited and this is the place I live. And people, they really liked it. So they kept pushing me to to have a, a web page, so a blog,
2: mm-hmm.
1: be able to write about all of these destinations so that if they feel inspired or they want to go somewhere, they could just go to the blog and check it out. So it actually started like this. Very, like,
0: you know, hobby slash passion. But I think, like, this... Even just finding, let's say, a passion and just getting started with a website is sometimes already like a huge thing to many people, right? So it's awesome that actually, like, your environment like pushed you to to this place where they were actually like demanding or requiring it. Yes. And yes, so, exactly. And so, how how has been the journey since since then? Like, you've actually grown like quite a a big following in my point of view um and yeah how has been like this this growth for you ever since you started out
1: so see when you have when you're passionate about something and that's the thing you really need to to go 100 percent in Mm -hmm. because the passion is, is what drives you because it's not something you know that you um that you have to do it's something that you want to do yeah um so when I started I started very slowly and I was just you know posting pictures here and there and then people got more and more interested and people started following me and then when I got um more and more followers you also feel this responsibility that you need to create some kind of content for them you need to keep them you know interested you need to keep them um wanting to follow you for a purpose so that's when I started thinking okay what is my purpose and and I'm be honest, my purpose changed through the years, but my first purpose was basically to be able to recommend places and inspire people to travel.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Each time I would go somewhere, I would post a picture, I would write a blog post about it, and I would put a lot of effort so people could go and read and look at the pictures and so on. And that is how my following slowly increased because people were always intrigued and interested and there was constantly some new content coming up.
0: Yeah, and I think this is also like already like a very good lesson because I feel at least people now have or uh, there's quite a lot of people who are now wanting to become like influencers, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they feel like the need to like do it very quickly, you know. Yeah. And uh become basically overnight this huge like um success yeah. mm-hmm. um, in however you want to define that but um, it takes like a lot of time and I feel like this is such a you know important thing to remember like you said I think the growth comes when you are actually like uh, creating value for people yeah exactly exactly and so you said uh, or you mentioned that your purpose has changed over time so what would you say is your purpose now Yes. So see, the thing
1: is that also when you put a lot of effort into something, you want to get something back
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and you want to be able to to make some kind of profit. You want to be able to see that, okay, I'm doing all of this. What am I getting back? Because in the start, it's really nice that you're able to to deliver all of this for free for people and really get them engaged. But it's not sustainable for you um, to be able to work on this just, you know, for free. So I started um, slowly looking into different opportunities and, and trying to envision what, it, what is it that was important for me. Mm-hmm. And for me, what was important was not to get all of the free stuff on Instagram and be able to promote them and all of that, because that wasn't really interesting for me. You know, I didn't want to be this type of influencer. Um, I wanted to create something that had a meaning Mm-hmm. So I started looking and most of my followers are um, girls, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started thinking a little bit about, you know, not a lot of women travel or dare to travel by themselves, yes. because because they think, um, and I understand them completely, because they, they're used to traveling with their partner, with their friends, with their family. And when they want to travel and they have no one, they just think, okay, I'll do it another time. Mm. So I started thinking, why not um, organize girls trips? So trips designed solely for girls mm-hmm. and they can register through my website. And then I create a group and then we go somewhere all together.
3: That's a very cool idea.
1: Yes. And that's how it all started. And and I met, I remember I, I was like, um, you know, doing this vision board and doing all of these things. How should I start? And then I met this I met this guy, or you remember, who told me, you know what, Fatima, you can't do all of this. What you need to do, you need to just do a trip and see how it goes, mm-hmm. and then you, and then you will you will learn what they want because you'll never know what they want. You can't plan everything.
3: Yeah.
1: And I really listened to him, and I um, two years ago I uh, organized the trip to Bali, mm-hmm. and I made this uh, registration form on my website. I promoted it on my blog and I received quite a lot of registrations, mm-hmm. and I, yes, and I was also a little bit like, oh wow, do people really want to travel with me? But it's <laughs> um, And then I um, I decided to to create a group of uh, seven to eight girls, because they have to, it's logistically just more feasible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took them to the trip to Bali, and oh. it, it was my first trip, and it was a really, really good trip. And of course that's where I learned, you know, the like the do and don't, what you need to to remember and that's how I kind of okay, I realized I'm missing this, I should yeah. do this, this way. And I took all of this with me to the second trip. And but, that was,
0: Let, let was, us I, let hmm? us before we go to the next trip, like I'm curious, so you met this guy um who was he doing something similar or he uh did he have some kind of experience?
1: He is no. He is a um. Um. How do you say it? he's not? It's not a stand-up comedian. It's um. He makes shows. Oh, so okay. he he's like he goes on uh, on a stage and he makes a show and he's a uh, he makes a lot of shows regarding like um political issues and and immigrants and things like that. And he started very small, and then he boomed very, very fast. And and I, and I he's a good friend of mine. So I remember we were talking, and I was telling him, you know, I'm so impressed. You're writing a book now, and, and how did it go for you, all of this? And he told me, Fatima, the secret is that you need to just go for it. You can't plan it. You can't sit and do a strategy on how you're going to do your trip. Mm. You need to do your trip, and it might succeed, and it might fail. And if it fails you'll understand why, but if it succeeds, it will push you to do even more, and I just remember his words, and I told him, actually, after my first trip, I told him, you know, I I did it, and I went, and I did what you told me, and, and, um, and yeah, and he was right, you just, you know, you shouldn't let fear control you, or, or stay, like, be in in the way.
0: And how... Like, what was your situation actually? Where have you been? Like, thinking about something already for a long time before you met this, or before you talked to him, or you know, what what kind of fears and doubts maybe were were going through your mind? Because this is, I feel like, the biggest thing that it sounds so easy, just do it, right? But I feel like the getting caught up in the fears and the doubts and pondering about those things, like this is what, like actually prevents people from really following through and like getting em- embraced and um, yeah like shine in what they're called to to do
1: yes Um I think so when I met him I had already planned doing the Bali trip but I wasn't sure mm-hmm. and I think the the things that you're talking about I was in my Like in my example, I was afraid that no girls would register. I was afraid that even if they registered, the trip would fail. I wouldn't do it good enough. Um, So I was doubting my my ability and my skills and and all of these things. And I think um, I constantly reminded myself that I travel all the time and I'm really good at it. And people always write to me, you know, oh, can you recommend places? So if they want to know all of these places, they're surely gonna enjoy being away with me on a trip mm-hmm. so I constantly try to remind myself that I mean what is the worst thing that can happen mm. you know and and there's there's nothing really bad that can happen it's just a learning lesson to your to your future um uh trips or to your future plans and
0: so you just said okay let's just do it
1: Yes, I said, let's do it. And I remember I just like I've never did, done a registration form or, or something like that. I've I've just done it very fast, put it online. People registered the same day, a few days after I already had my group. And then I started slowly.
0: And so this is so cool. Like, how did you feel when you pushed like the maybe the publish button of all of this? Like what was going like on inside of you?
1: Oh, I was really excited because I, I, was, I was excited because it was my first accomplishment. Um, I was excited because if I succeed, I was also going to make very good profit. I was going to also be doing this really nice project that I've been thinking about. So it was a lot of emotions and, and feelings. But I was also very proud of myself because I, I felt like, okay, finally I'm doing it, you know?
0: And I feel like this happened to me earlier this year uh, as well. I was so actually I was so anxious about doing like just like a Facebook live, you know, Mm -hmm. Like looking back, it just seems like so ridiculous. But I was like you said, like, oh, what if I'm, you know, what if what I'm I'm presenting is not going to be like valuable enough? People won't like it, yada, yada, yada. And then um, my coach actually, he he um, he challenged me to just do it the next weekend. And I was like, oh okay and uh, i remember like when i created the event and i was just like you know sending out the invitations to people i know like this fear like transformed so quickly into excitement like once <laughs> you just had everything done and you released it like all this fear was turning into excitement and I, I, I at least i didn't feel any fear anymore i was just like so actually getting pumped about doing this and when i was thinking about it i like this yeah' is so crazy, like you spend so much time worrying about it, but then yeah. just like one second when you hit publish, it's all just like a totally different emotion, right
1: exactly no exactly, yeah,
0: and how did you like go about you know like you said, you didn't know how to put or you d- you haven't done before like the the let's say the the business part, the registration uh registrational things and so on like what has helped you in, in uh, yeah, g- getting it somehow all together? Like, do you have any role models or anybody in your environment who is doing something similar or how did you get some kind of structure into it?
1: I don't have anybody um, that is doing something similar, but I had a really good friend of mine who also joined the trip and she was a really big support because she knew how much it meant to me. So she, she told me, you know, I'm going to come with you to the trip in case, you know, there's anything you can always rely on me. And I thought that was really good Mm -hmm. because you have to remember it's, it's, you will have a roller coaster you're you're in charge of a, of a group yeah. you have to you have to give them what they paid for you have to make sure that everything is running smoothly and it can be very um it can be a really big responsibility when you're alone and if something goes wrong or if you're feeling you know that you haven't done something great and you have nobody to talk to about it then it can also be really frustrating so for me she was a big support mm-hmm. Also, in terms of, you know, when I did the registration form, it was really basic. I made a to-do list, what, what I needed to do before I um, I created the group, and I followed my to-do list, so everything was very basic. But, for instance, when I was choosing the girls, she helped me a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. She,
1: she, she told me, you know, let's look at age, let's look at these different factors. So I had her as a support. So I thought that was really good to have somebody to to talk to because you can also be just in your own ideas and in your own thoughts and doing things your own way. And then somebody else comes and tells you, have you thought about that? You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is such an important thing. And, um, we already, I already got the feedback from various, uh, interviews that, you know, Mm -hmm. your support group or the people around you are like such a huge influence. And I know it from myself also, because, Um, like you I I don't have anybody in my surrounding who's doing something similar and so getting like a support is like so valuable so it's like really priceless to just have even like your friend you said in the beginning somebody who says Fatima just do it you can (laughs) do it you know trust in yourself or hey I'm here to support you because I also believe in what you're doing and that is going to you know that is great that it's going to provide value and so whoever is listening like really go out and find those people for you get them on board right yeah exactly exactly and so then how did how did that trip go how was it for you also? Because now one thing is traveling by yourself, like you said, and the other now is like being responsible for the whole group, right? And like making this an experience.
1: Yes. So it was, I actually think it was really nice. It was such an amazing trip because I got to, to, um, to get to know new girls mm-hmm. from around the world. I got to bring a lot of different personalities and, and different women together. Mm-hmm. And I got to give them this this experience, this unique experience, because none of them would have traveled to Bali by herself and mm-hmm. one of them wanted to, she had nobody to travel with. So I, I, I feel that I gave them something. Mm-hmm. So it was it was meaningful. Um, but it also it was it was also hard and, and I learned a lot of things mm-hmm. throughout the trip. Um because actually I think one of the things, one of the main things is that I completely forgot that not everybody is used to traveling as much as, so basic things such as, you know, what's the currency of the country, Mm -hmm. or where do you get a SIM card, um, what's the weather like, things like that, and when you travel so much, those things are very natural to you because you know exactly what you need to do and how you need to behave, Mm -hmm. and that part I have completely forgotten about it. So when I, when we all arrived, some came with, you know, their local currency and they were like, yeah, where can I exchange it? And I was like, oh my God, I completely forgot to tell them that they need dollars or they need to withdraw from here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, where can I buy a SIM card? But all of these different things taught me how to organize the second trip. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it was not, it was not like a big disaster, but it was things that I, that completely slipped my mind because... I am a frequent traveler.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like sometimes, I mean, we have to realize we can't anticipate everything. Things no. will just happen, right? You can prepare to a certain point and then you just gotta somehow let things flow. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what was also maybe the biggest learning not, let's say, not skill-wise or knowledge-wise, but for you personally that you got out of this trip and also doing this trip with these seven, eight totally different women? Uh,
1: what I got out of it, I think, is this... Um, or what I really enjoyed is this um, diversity, you know, the, the the possibility to sit with seven different women and talk about different things one was from bulgaria the other one she was from iraq the other one she was from denmark so it's a lot of different nationalities and it's a lot of different cultural backgrounds and i that was really interesting because it was also um self-development and self-growth for me as a as an individual Mm -hmm. um to be surrounded by these inspiring women that all had something to share and and you know, something they were doing that was also inspiring, whether it's being a mom or, or you know, being uh, working full time or, or being, you know, so all their stories inspired me as, as an individual, I would say.
0: Very cool. And so then you said, then you mentioned that uh, after that, you actually went on to organize your second trip, like how much time was between the first and the second, just for us to have like an idea about how much time has passed?
1: Um, I think it was half a year. So the first was in April, and the second was in October.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So um, so I came back, and um, word of mouth. So people who've been on the trip told their friends, and so on, and people who followed me saw the trip. Because I think also a lot of people were maybe afraid to come on the trip because it was the first trip. So when they saw how it was and, you know, the places we've uh, visited and the villas we stayed at, they were like, okay, wow, you know, I need to get on board on her, with her next trip.
2: Yes.
1: So, um, I, a minor detail, I only take a group of girls somewhere I've already been. Mm-hmm. So I go to the place beforehand, I check it out, I, you know, I do all of that and then I take them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I've been uh, to Marrakesh, um, I bit after Bali and I loved it mm-hmm. and I decided that I was going to take my next group there. So I, um, I actually just put it online and the group was full in one day. Wow. Yes.
0: And how was it for you personally, like after making the first experience with all the, let's say, fears and doubts and worries <laughs> and just overcoming this, like how did you actually approach the second time?
1: I was super confident because I I knew exactly what I needed to stick to and what I shouldn't do. So I, um, you know, for instance, I, we just talked about the currency and the weather and so on. I prepared a welcome folder to each girl beforehand. So they knew all of the details. So they were hundred percent prepared. I even uh, told them what they need to pack, all of these different things. Um, So there was a lot of details that I've included in my second trip and I can like looking back, I can tell you that the second trip was was hundred percent more successful. Yeah. And in terms of you know like personal growth and things like that, but in terms of logistics mm-hmm. and in terms of even the profit that I made and in terms of everything, so so the second trip was really good and um, and yeah and we went to Marrakech and it was another group of girls. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, it was just it was it was really inspiring and it was really amazing and. And I did not know any of the girls, and today I'm um, really good friends with them. And we meet, and we, you know, we hang out. And
0: This is the cool thing about, you know, maybe we can get a little bit more into it also later, but, like, for people who, who want to travel, but maybe are not traveling so much, um, I think, like, also from my own experience, um, it's like... You just meet so many new people, right? And sometimes it's really like the most random people that you stay friends with for like a super long time, even though you don't like see each other so often, but it's like this enriching thing about traveling, at least from my point of view that, you know, just meeting those people who have a totally different background, but sometimes you just connect so easily with them, even though it's like... Yeah, exactly. And you learn so much from each other.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And so how how has, you know, let's say th- this was basically your start of really turning, let's say, your, your passion, your personal passion into a real business, right? Yes. And so when did you actually realize that you're becoming like, let's say, a, an own businesswoman in this kind of sense? Because... I I I imagine like it's been like a little bit of um an easy transition. I mean, you're still doing what you're loving, right? But in what moment did you really like realize like, shit, this is like I I have a business now.
1: Yes, I think it's when you when you start making money, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
1: know, when you start making profits and you it comes into your account and you're like, wow, really did I make that money and how did I make it? You know yeah. and and then you realize that you're you're a businesswoman, and then you realize, wow, I want to grow even further, and I want to I want to expand, and I want to incorporate these ideas. Um, but I also have to tell you that it's been really difficult for me because um, so I'm, I was planning another a third trip,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that was going to be next week to Bahrain.
0: Ah, oh, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: because yeah. Bahrain was very very highly demanded. And I think it has to do with the fact that I'm from there and people were thinking, oh, we're going with a local and who would ever think of going to Bahrain? So I did like a poll and people uh, voted Bahrain and I, I organized the whole thing and I had to cancel it. Oh, wow. And the reason I had to cancel it was because um, of work. You know, I also have my, my job, I also have my responsibility. And, and this is a, a point that I really want to touch upon is that now... I am in this in this mode where if I want to grow my business even further, yeah. I need to resign mm-hmm. because I'm not able to juggle anymore between the two. Yeah. You can do it in the start and it can work, but then there is conflict because then you're doing two full time jobs, and you know you also have a life, you also have friends to see, you know you have um you have your partner, you have your family, you have all of these things so it's really difficult to to do it and 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 i realized that when i had to cancel the trip the girls registered and then i realized i have already a trip to um, i would work
2: mm-hmm.
1: and in addition i also really want to visit my family because i have to make time for that you know so i prioritized that instead of the girls trip and that that's why i had to cancel but if i did not have any other commitments such as work I would be able to, to continue.
0: So would you mind letting us in a little bit about, you know, because I'm so glad you're mentioning this. Um, and I feel like if you if you want to start out a business that is something completely new, I personally think, you know, it's great to have like still a job on the side that gives you mm-hmm. this kind of security, right? Especially yeah. like financially as a woman and to just... Um, also, take out a little bit of the pressure of you know I have to start making uh, money right away, etc. Giving you a little bit of time to develop it or, uh, organically. But so like now you're like you mentioned, you came to the point where it's like you. It seems like you have to make a decision. And so, what are some of the some of the fears and some of the you know thoughts that are 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 inside of you battling?
1: I think my biggest fear is, um, is financially because I'm so dependent on my salary in the sense that, you know, I have a certain lifestyle and I would have to, to perhaps give that up for a bit of time Mm -hmm. in order to be able to really focus on, on the business. So my fear is, uh, am I able to, to have, you know, to, to live for less just for a bit,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. bite it and then, you know, grow. And, 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 and we've been talking a lot about that with my friends and with my partner and, mm-hmm. and, and it's, I have to make this decision quite soon. Um, because I postponed the trip, uh, the Bahrain trip for October. So we're going to do it. Okay. But, but, but still, I know that after that, it's just going to repeat, you know, where I'm in the same circle. So yeah, my biggest fear is financially and, in. And when I say that, you know, you, you fear that you give up your job and you start this project and then it fails.
0: But if you, if you were to listen like deep inside, after having made those two trips and, you know, the experience that you've gained out of it. Well, first of all, I think, do you think you would be okay living with a little bit less for a certain, let's say a year? And
1: that's something that I'm trying to work on. So I'm, I'm, I'm saving a lot of money to be able to at least have some savings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then luckily in Denmark, we do have a lot of uh, benefits, you know, when you're unemployed. So, but it's a thought that I'm trying to really accept. Mm-hmm trying to to work um with right now so i mean this is my current situation i'm trying to, to tell myself it's fine fatima you need to go through this mm-hmm. in order to do something greater yeah you, if you can if you can't go through this then it will just never happen you know
0: mm-hmm. well what is your big vision
1: my big self
0: and what you want to create in this world
1: so I would love to continue with the trips because, as, as I mentioned, I think they're they're meaningful and they give value to a lot of women around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also see myself um, later on, not me organizing the trips, but mm-hmm. having like local women in these countries mm-hmm. organizing those trips for me. So having a connection, you know, a girl in Bali, another one in Morocco, and and giving them also the opportunity to to do something, and you know, so creating creating jobs, meaningful jobs, and and a community for women to be able to travel.
0: Wow, that that sounds like a really cool idea. <laughs> Thank you. I okay. think I would be like, no, like really. Um, Like I feel this is like something that is missing and this is also something that like motivated me to do the podcast, for example. Like I feel we women are not supporting each other enough yet, like to, you know, to really thrive, to go and, you know, follow your passion, succeed, be successful and to celebrate each other in doing that. Because I feel like the average experience is like when you see another woman successful, then we are usually more negative about it (laughs) or judging or criticizing, whatever. Instead of saying like, you know, how freaking cool is that? That in your case, Fatima was able to already um, organize two successful trips. People loved it and how courageous that is, I hope like she's gonna do even better and how can I support her what can I learn from her, you know and so if you were to implement this vision, I mean you would have, and you would have like women all over the world you know, like buying into this kind of passion and showing people around, supporting each other, right creating a totally new experience, I mean how freaking amazing would that be
2: Mm, yes (laughs) so
0: how how what is like if if money was none of the issues or was not a problem and you you knew for certain that this will be a success what will be your next step my next step would be to organize
1: a few more trips to to have it you know to to have these loyal um and i'm, I'm gonna call them followers but these loyal customers mm-hmm. you know that believe in your brand and that that believe that okay you know she organizes these really cool trips you should go on them and so on and then once that settle go and find someone locally in each of the trips that I've organized and then redo the trips Mm -hmm. but with the local person so that would be my next steps I I think
0: and what is stopping you from making that happen (laughs) the fact that I'm not quitting my job
1: (laughs) you know, and, and I think it's that, it's just, I don't have, it's really, honestly, I don't have time, because I go to work every day, I come back, and, and I work on my blog, I work on creating content for my Instagram, and then, in addition to that, I'm not able to work on organizing the trips, because it's, it's also a lot of time and effort, so I need to, to make this choice, you know, <laughs> so it all goes back to Fatima needs to make a choice,
0: I, I think like, I think with all the decisions that we're facing in our lives, we actually already know the answer. Yes. I think you're right, Olga. <laughs> <laughs> no that. And I think maybe it's just like your friend said in the beginning with the first trip. It's just like, just do it. Yeah. Um so but we don't want to corner you now to make a to to voice it but uh, I think you already know the answer. And so when you look back on let's say your your experience of starting this business so far what would you say have been like some of the the biggest maybe pitfalls or biggest learnings that you have made when it comes to to doing this as a business?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think, so the biggest learning is where there is passion, there is growth. Mm -hmm. If you're not passionate about what you do and if it's not something that you're 100%, you know, believe in, in the way that you really enjoy it, you're not going to be able to grow it because it doesn't come from the heart. Mm -hmm. So So it's, it's very difficult to grow something that you're not passionate about. Um, this is, or at least this is what I've learned from, from what I'm doing because as as I mentioned it started as a hobby, as a passion mm-hmm. and that's why it slowly grew because it was something that I really enjoyed um, and then I learned also that you I think that everybody when they start a business they want to be able to be financially independent yeah. want to be able to to receive profit from their business in order to be able to live and then you can define how you want to live, you know, whether you want to live well or you want to live, you know, like a a millionaire, it really depends then on your goals. So, it's also about learning how to make Mm profits off your business and that can be very tricky because it's it's a lot of different things, it's how much should I be able to make and how can I, how can I reach that goal and things like that. So so the financial aspect of it comes and and those are things that I've learned throughout the way mm-hmm. and that's why I mentioned that in the start it was fun and all of that but then you do a lot of effort mm-hmm. and you give nothing back and that and that's where you you realize okay you know I need to change my uh my concept I need to change it in a way where I am able to make profit out of it
0: and i think that's also a huge point that to realize you know in order to um you know for example to be spiritually or to uh be generous or to contribute like you need to create for yourself um an environment or yeah a situation where you actually are able to give back we can't give back if our if we ourselves are empty right we have to be filled up as well and so just like for people to understand it's okay to want to have money because if the money is going to give you like, let's say the freedom, the peace of mind to, uh, be in a place where you can serve from, you know, really like this, this inner peace, mm-hmm. then it's fine. Like yeah. th- th- there is like such a, a, a huge, like, um, negative connotation to, uh, generating money having money it's not mm-hmm. a bad thing actually like fatima mentioned when when you when you're actually going to be able to maintain yourself full time from from something that you're loving to do you will be able to give back so much more exactly 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 and so um, just for for people who are maybe also just starting out uh, who have maybe an idea uh, something they're passionate about they don't know how to go about making uh, a living out of it or generating money out of it what is something that has helped you is it maybe I don't know podcast that you listen to books you know what has been helping you with this process
1: um I think um uh, let me try to think about that um How did I come up with this, um, with this idea? Yeah. I think, I can't really pinpoint it because I think it was just, um, it actually, in a way it came to me Mm -hmm. because it was, it was, it was just the process of, you know, you post these pictures and people like them and then some girls, they write you, hey, where are you traveling next? Would love to join and you know, and, and slowly you think about all of these things, and then you realize, oh, wow, you know, there's maybe an idea there. Mm-hmm. And I knew, so also another thing I can mention, I knew about um, some people in Bahrain that organized trips, but it was for, for everyone. So they didn't really, have, you know, a target group. Um, they had more like target destinations, you know, so let's go to nature, or let's go somewhere like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I always thought it was really exciting but I I'm not the type of person that would go on these trips so I <laughs> but but I thought it was really inspiring to be able to oh you know they're attracting all of these people to go with them and they're taking them a little bit by their hand and take them on this um, adventurous trip or nature related trip um, but I really I think what, what I thought it was that this thing with women was lacking because also it's, it's something that you know from yourself yeah Know that you know you want to travel somewhere, and then your girlfriend she can't come because she doesn't have the money, and then you end up not going because you don't want to go by yourself to Malaysia or you know someone you don't you're not familiar with, and then you would wish that there's just somebody that would be able to take you there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was also it was it was also something that you recognize in yourself as a woman.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So basically, just also uh, really like maybe listening to what you, uh, first of all, to yourself mm-hmm. and then also listening to, you know, the feedback that you get or what you can observe in in, in this case, people who are already following you, like really paying attention to uh, not only yes. give them what it is you like, but really like listen to what it is that they want. Yes, Exactly.
1: Exactly. I think you, you said it very well.
0: And so, um, when, when you look back on, you know, all the traveling that you've done, how has it um, impacted your life? Like, not only learning or seeing, of course, new, new places, getting to know new people, but what has it done with you, really, as a person?
1: I always tell people um, when they ask me, "Oh, what do you feel traveling has given you?" And I always tell them, you know, traveling it broadens your mind and feeds your soul. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what it has given me. It has broadened my mind, so I I've got to learn about many different cultures, many different ways of doing things, um, being inspired and being um, open minded um being able to to accept um differences instead of fearing them mm-hmm. um and it also really fed my soul in the sense that um i think that when you're you're away in these different countries you're curious the smells the roads the people the colors so it, it feeds your soul in a way because it's something that nourishes you as a person. Mm-hmm. If you're just home, it's routine. It's, it's, um, it's something very familiar. It's something that you know. It's your comfort zone. You will never grow in your comfort zone. Believe me. Yeah, it's, it's about, you know, it's about, it's about all of these things, I think. And, and I can definitely tell you that I grew as an individual and that I, I developed as a person through my travels. And if I have never traveled as much as I've done, I don't think I would be the same person today.
0: What do you think is one of the biggest things that you've learned about yourself? Like something maybe that you weren't uh, aware of, uh, maybe still back in Denmark. It's like, oh, this is also like me? Wow. Like, I don't know. Is there something where you would say like, you've learned something uh through an experience or through an encounter with somebody about yourself where you were like even uh kind of uh yeah caught off guard or something like that
1: i think what i learned is that um you shouldn't you should not listen to what people say and you should just experience it yourself because for instance a lot of people told me don't go to Brazil, you know, it's really dangerous. And, <laughs> um, and I, 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 I'm sure people told you the same. I'll go ahead. Yeah.
0: I mean, I had no choice. I, I went for work, but I, yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't even, like, usually I am like, I just decide and then I just go. And then on the way there, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, <laughs> it's like. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But then I'm just, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll just see how it is and I'll just manage, you know, whatever it is, I can handle it.
1: Yeah, but 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 I think the prejud, prejudice of people yeah. is what I've learned not to listen to and it, it, it's not only about Brazil but it's a lot about a lot of different countries where people tell you something mm-hmm. and then you think oh my god maybe they're right and why am I doing this and then you realize actually that it's you that have to shape your own experience.
0: Yeah. And also I think just to add on like we have so many people in our lives who are like that, right? Who are like, don't do that. Oh, this is so dangerous. You know, what if, you know, you offer this trip and nobody will go and then then you will end up in debt and blah, blah, blah. This whole like kind of fear story. And I just want everybody who's listening to also pay attention and like, who are actually the people who are saying those things to you? Have they even gone to Brazil themselves? Have they even opened a business themselves? You know, what is it that, what is their experience actually to justify what they're saying to you? Yeah. Because sometimes or oftentimes we don't question that. We just take whatever they're saying as like a truth because we respect them or their friends, family, whatever, but really think about it. Like Mm -hmm. even just about making a career move, have those people been in a position where you want to go? If not, then don't listen to them. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And so, this is a one section that I al- al- always like to include in the podcast and I call it like the three nuggets of wisdom. Like if for tomorrow would be like your last day and um, you would, you were able to <clears throat> send three nuggets or pieces of wisdom to like your younger self or also the women listening. What would be three things that you would want, for example, seven year old Fatima to know about life, about how to approach things, something that is important to you from everything that you've been through so far.
1: Mm. I think, um, one of them would be believe in yourself Mm -hmm. because you're always going to doubt, doubt yourself. Since you're young, you're going to doubt yourself and you're going to think, am I capable? Am I able? So one of them would be always believe in yourself because that's, that's what's going to drive you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The second thing would be um, to, like, I don't know how to put it, but, like, integrate yourself with diversity.
3: Mm.
1: You know? It's very important for your growth to be surrounded by people that are different than you. Yes. You know? So it's very important that, that and I would tell that to my seven-year-old self, that, you know, Go and be with the people that are different instead of the people that are just exactly like you, mm. you know, because that's how you're gonna grow and that's how you're you're gonna generate new ideas and you're gonna perceive the world differently. Yeah. And then a third one would be, um, I think, a third one would be, and. I don't know if it's uh but i would I would say stay humble mm-hmm. because I think it's also something um that you realize when you travel a lot is that you know you might be very successful or you might be doing very well financially or you might be you know successful in any other way that is maybe not financially, but some some other people haven't reached that yet, and that's why you always have to stay humble you know and stay and and stay you know without flashing all of this in front of everybody because yeah. because i think it's um you just have to remember you know that you have to remember that not everybody is is doing well you know
0: yeah awesome i i loved it
2: Thank you so
0: thank thank you so much Fatima for sharing really so honestly so your experience and giving us an insight you know into your own past past years of starting out as uh, you know with the business and also your your learnings that you've taken out of traveling so much around the world um I feel like there's been a lot of value in it, and um I hope that you know whoever' is listening um really also, you know, got the messages that are important for them right this moment. But I I feel like, you know, just doing it, like not mm. giving into what other people tell you and always put yourself into situations where that allow you to grow, just all that is already like um, really gold and priceless mm. and that people should really, um, yeah, follow, mm-hmm. follow by yeah thank you so much
1: thank you so much Olga uh, for for allowing me to be part of this I think it was really nice also to to give me the time to reflect and think about all these (laughs) things no
0: no, thank you and if people want to go maybe on your next trip or follow you um, with your travels like how can they get in touch with you or where can they find you Okay, so the
1: best way to get in touch with me would be through my Instagram. That's where I post everything, whether it's travels, you can also send me a message and so on. Mm -hmm. And my Instagram is a little bit difficult, but it's called a Vogue and Vagabonds. So Vogue and then there's an N and
0: Vagabonds. Okay, perfect. And um, other than that, you also have a homepage, right, where people can, can check out information on the trips that you plan.
1: Yes. And that's com.
0: Awesome. So people, or women, (laughs) girls, um, I mean, this is your chance really to, like Fatima said, don't stay at home just because, you know, you're maybe scared. Go and use opportunities like this where you can go travel with new ladies from all over the world and um, make your dreams come true, really, in this kind of sense so thank you for for being with us today. thank you you so much for for tuning uh, into the thrive podcast and spending your precious time with us if you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too please share it with your network friends and family i would also be forever grateful if you could go over to itunes and leave us an honest review about the show And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash Thrive Podcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.